It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's finally time. Let's do a game preview. The Cincinnati Bengals host the Arizona Cardinals in preseason week one. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lesko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And we appreciate those of you who make us your first listen. Love keeping you company on your way to work or at work or on your morning run or whatever it is. And well, James, we finally have football to talk about, and we've had training camp to talk about, but we finally have a real, actual NFL game for the first time since February to talk about. And while there might not be a ton of starters playing in this game, there are so many things to be excited for as the Bengals are trying to identify which depth pieces will make the roster and can be contributors in 2022. And there are some starting jobs that are well, they're still up for grabs, at least nominally, on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. I think in special teams, where we'll get at the end of the show, there are some actual much more competitive competitions, I would say. But maybe we get surprised. And, of course, we're talking of left guard. Left guard, the only starting spot really up for competition on the offensive or defensive side of the ball right now. And Jackson Carmen seems like the odds on favorite going into the preseason, but this is where Cordell Volson and others question mark will have their chance to make their mark and show that there should be a real competition here or for Jackson Carmen to simply separate himself and say, you know what? I was a second round pick for a reason and, and prove that he's worth that value. But for my money, James, that is the prominent storyline to watch. Or, or player to watch, competition to watch early in this first preseason game because Jackson Carmen will be going up against not the best from the Arizona Cardinals. And given that, that he will be going up against the best from other teams, he should play very well. He should be good in the early going of this preseason game. By the way, you said finally football is here, by the way. It's the shortest offseason we've ever had to deal with. Still so feels long to me, James. Is is very relative. Anyways, always I, feels I, long I, to I, me. I didn't want to interrupt you. Anyways, I agree with you though. Excited that football is back, and yeah, it's look when we're looking at this roster. Eli Apple is cornerback too. There is no position battle there. He's played pretty well throughout camp, and when he's gotten beaten, it's been by a top three, top five. Let's go. Let's go really low for Jamar Chase, top ten receiver in the NFL. So you take that from your your second. Uh, outside cornerback um what other position battle is there there's rotation battles but we know who's going to start at defensive tackle reader and hill 
right? We know who's going to start at linebacker. We know who's going to start at all these spots. When Bates comes back, he's going to start at safety. Left guard is the spot. We've spent a lot of time talking about it, whether or not they should go get another veteran, whether or not Jackson Carmen can fill a role that the Bengals have been looking to fill for quite some time in a role that really hurt them last season when it mattered most. And so I can buy into Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, and Jonah Williams. But who are you buying at left guard? I agree with you. I think in an ideal world, Jackson Carmen would flex on a fourth rounder named Cordell Volson from North Dakota State and say, I'm, I went to Clemson. I turned down Ohio State. I was a five-star. I was this stud. I, I won a national championship at the D1 level. And I'm going to ball out here now that I'm on the left side. That's what you want to see. And he is in better shape. And so we'll see if he's capable of doing that. Because if he doesn't, in, in you know the other side of it, the pushback would be, well, you actually you want all these guys to perform at a really, really high level. I just think that's unrealistic. Unrealistic for them to have Akeem Adeniji and Cordell Volson and Jackson Carmen to all hit and all be playing at like a B plus starting guard level in the NFL. I just don't I don't see that. So I'm just hoping Carmen gets to like a B because if not, and they're all at that C minus level, well then that stinks and it feels like you're kind of moving in in, in sand here, standing in quicksand at the left guard spot and do they only need to be average there if if the other spots stay healthy sure but we've already seen some nicks to the right side of that offensive line that they've overcome throughout camp so hopefully uh, we can see jackson carmen or one of these guys really emerge and play above average for most of this season and that starts on friday and that's going to be the spot where watching the most on Friday night against the Arizona Cardinals. And the thing about this particular matchup, I, I referenced this yesterday. I talked about it a little bit earlier on today's show as well, is they're not getting, like I said, they're not getting the best from the Cardinals. These are guys that started for the Bengals last year that are going to be playing in this game. Hakeem Adeniji is going to be playing in this game. Isaiah Prince is going to be playing in this game. Jackson Carmen, Trey Hill, unfortunately not Deontay Smith, but those are four guys that played a lot for the Bengals last year in various spots, less for Trey Hill, but Hakeem Adeniji, Isaiah Prince, both played in the Super Bowl. And and so if these are your Super Bowl starters and now they're going up against Arizona's, we were told third stringers. We were told that the second stringers aren't even playing in this game for the Cardinals by, by Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. So if that's the case, you would hope your Super Bowl starters and presumptive second stringers start this game really strong. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm looking for that's my standard for jackson carmen hakeem adenergy and isaiah prince because they should be able to handle that level of player and if that mm-hmm. level of player is giving them significant problems then there's concern right just just setting this expectation before the game so we can look back on this and say oh yeah they were fine okay that's what you should expect oh they had issues okay now we need to really reevaluate things and figure out what's going on here. Now, now the one thing I will say, because look, especially if Carmen struggles with the most of the starters not playing, it's not like he's used to playing That's alongside true. whoever lines up at left tackle first. Yeah. So communication like, issues can be forgiven, perhaps. Potentially, right? So we'll, we'll preface it with that. But to your point, yeah, if Jackson Carmen's going to be an average starting guard, well, guess what? He should look. Very, very good 
on Friday. And I want him to probably play the first half. I think that's fair. You play alongside Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen is a valuable piece. He's going to be the Bengals backup. If he's healthy, you want to keep him upright. So you don't want to put him behind a line that's just going to get, you know, destroyed. Not that any of, of these linemen should just get destroyed by the Cardinals, but still, um, you know, third stringers, especially sheesh. Uh, but yeah, this is a game where Carmen should feast. If he's really put all the time in and he does look good, no doubt about it looks good. Now will it translate? It's a, it's a big question and not just for Jackson Carmen, but it certainly starts with him on Friday night against the Cardinals. Yeah. And, and we'll get a better feel for how this depth is performing as well. Is, is a guy like Ben Brown pushing Trey Hill? Are, are, mm-hmm. Is Cordell Volson actually so. pushing Jackson Carmen? Is Lamont Gilliard, who's been getting reps all over the offensive line, we haven't really talked about him very much. They got mm-hmm. him off waivers from Arizona, uh, remember, last I think year. last year. And mm-hmm. so is he going to be pushing for a second string job? And and where where does the competition kind of fall on the offensive line? And it's not like the third stringers for the Cardinals are necessarily terrible. If you go look, Christian Ringo, Jonathan Ledbetter, Antoine Woods, MyJ Sanders, Cameron Thomas, the, the rookie third-round picks from the mm-hmm. Cardinals, these guys are all going to play. So there should be some at least talented players, some young players on the field for the Cardinals. It's not like they're only going to be playing the practice squad guys. But again, if you're the Bengals and you're playing your backups – and potentially one starter, you should hope to see a disparity in skill level. And so when we're talking about the offensive line, that's probably what we're looking for. And who's going to play left tackle without Deontay Smith out there? I assume Adenogy might get a start, but once Adenogy mm-hmm. has to move out to, to a tackle position, who's playing right guard now? So there will be opportunities for some guys. Maybe Cordell Volson gets a start at right guard and moves to left guard for the second half. Can see that happen. Gets, by the way, full game of reps or three. Yeah, quarters. I was going to say, get him some reps. What would not be against that at all? Get the big man mm-hmm. some reps. Going to be a lot of reps for some tight ends, for some young players on defense, and that might be more exciting because then we're talking about upside and not potential downside or potential risk. And certainly, we hope that it's upside for Carmen and not the other way around. But a lot of young guys that are going to be fun to watch in their first preseason action. And for some, their second preseason action. We'll talk about those coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online. And you might think that Joe Burrow is going to win MVP. By the way, he wore a backwards hat on Wednesday at practice. So right before we went on today, I was like, you know what? I'm throwing on the backwards hat if you're watching on YouTube. If not, well, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Backwards hat James is here. And so is Bet Online, which is a one stop shop for all things sports wagering. So if you think Joe Burrow is going to be the MVP this year, We'll go there and place a wager. Maybe you think Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase is going to be Offensive Player of the Year. I think that's a realistic, I don't know about expectation, but it would be a, a realistic bet. We well, can get pretty good odds right now at Bet Online. And it isn't just NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, and the NBA, so much more, including golf. So don't delay. Go to Bet Online right now, sign up for free. I've won money at Bet Online, and you can too. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Young players are always the name of the game in preseason, at least in the modern NFL, where starters play less and less for teams that aren't located in the northeast corner of Ohio. And for the Bengals, that means that some rookies are going to get a chance to get some extended reps. And most of those rookies this year are on the defensive side of the ball. Dax Hill, Cam Taylor Britt, Zach Carter, Tariq, Tyreekus Tisdale, Jeff Gunter. I went out of order there a little bit, but you get the idea. There are a lot of guys on this team that are going to have an opportunity to show what they can do again against potentially some fringe of roster guys for the Cardinals. So we could see some big performances. I think that would be a lot of fun for guys like Zach Carter, who's going to have a rotational role on this team. And for Dax Hill, who is going to have a rotational role on this team. And for now has been getting all of the first team reps in Jesse Bates absence. Also college free agents and, and guys fighting for roster spots outside of the offensive line. We'll, we'll get into all of those as well, but let's start with the first three rounds of picks, right? Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, Zach Carter going to get a lot of, of go early in this game and get a chance to show what they can do as potential rotational pieces, potential challengers for starting jobs later in the year, depending on which player you're talking about. And it's going to be really exciting to see these guys in stripes for the first time. Yeah, you, you really want to see them flash and you want to see it translate, right? Zach Carter has been tough to block, looks... Certainly looks the part. I think he's added a little bit of weight. People were concerned about that. Um, looks good. And so he's been disruptive. Can he continue that in a real NFL game? Well, Cam Taylor, Britt, Brit, and he's going to have to work on his consistency. We know that. He's had an up-and-down training camp. That's part of life as a rookie, especially when you're a cornerback going against these receivers. Can we see those flashes, that athleticism, and see it translate to the game? I think we're going to. I think we're going to see Dax Hill make some plays and who knows how much versatility we see. He's been really lining up at safety. They may move him around a little bit, but I, I think this is about going to, you know, really getting his feet wet, getting him as comfortable as possible uh, at that spot. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Dax. Everybody knows uh, how I, if you listen to this podcast, how I feel about him. I think he's a baller. I thought he was a steal at 31. And so uh, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch all three guys play. And like you said, or like I said, they all three of them have flashed at points during camp and shown what they could do, and now we'll get to see it uh, in a game that, that might not count at the end of the day, but uh, is going to feel like it counts to them because it's their NFL debut, and they're going to put that jersey on for the first time and go out there and play in front of fans, which is really, really exciting. I can't imagine that feeling as a young player, and they're going to experience that on, on Friday night. Yeah, and I wonder who their opposition will be. It'll be very curious for me to see who's actually playing for the Cardinals. Is it Trace mm -hmm. McSorley at quarterback? Are they just going to save Colt McCoy for, for later in the preseason? That's that's what we've been led to believe. Does Greg Dortch get on the field as the first first receiver? Like, is he is he the best Cardinals receiver that's going to play in this game? We're not going to see AJ Green. We're not going to see Hollywood Brown. We're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins obviously suspended um but like victor bolden marcel aitman javonta payton I, I don't know who these people are 
And well, that's probably true of the Cardinals looking at the guys that are going to be playing for the Bengals at some spots as well. But regardless of who it is, these are players that were good enough at their craft in college to earn a roster spot in training camp for an NFL team. So getting NFL caliber competition for these guys, uh, talking about Cam Taylor, Britt, and Dax Hill, is, is still going to be uh, a good opportunity. But like you said, James, I'm looking for them to flash. I'm looking for them to make some big plays and show that they too belong in the NFL and were drafted for a reason. Yeah, and, and that's it. And it's not just those guys either. I mean, you look up and down this draft class, uh, and obviously we talked about Cordell Volson, but Jeff Gunter is a guy that I've noticed – practice after practice after practice and initially especially with someone like gunter seventh rounder has a good practice you can mention it but you don't want to overhype it right and and there are people every day you know it's like oh man they had a really good practice you know what a lot of guys have good practices and can they do it tomorrow and can they do it tomorrow and he's strung together multiple now where i think it is worthy of mentioning and bringing up and now seeing if it translates is he disruptive because here's the thing as a seventh rounder, I, I don't know what to expect. He might be, you know, he might not be disruptive against these guys, regardless of who's on the, the Arizona card, the third string, right? Because he's a seventh round pick. Everybody passed on him at six times or, you know, around that, depending on how many picks they had. So maybe he's a steal, maybe he's a hidden gem. And, and that's the exciting part about the preseason is someone like Jeff Gunter could emerge and and really become one of these not I, and I don't even want to say preseason legends or anything like that because the Bengals have had those over the years but if he gets a sack or is, is disruptive on Friday night you're going to be like ah oh, well can he contribute this year like for going from 7th round pick to could he get a you know a couple quarterback hits here and there and make quarterbacks uncomfortable is that possible that that would be a nice feeling to get out of a 7th rounder so that's someone number 93 for those wondering Number 93 on Friday night. I'll have my eyes on him as well. And it's an opportunity for him as well. It's an opportunity for him to show that he should be the fifth or sixth or however many defensive edge defenders they keep. Khaled Kareem is going to probably play in this game and show have to show that, yeah, I'm still worth that roster spot. But Wyatt Hubert is potentially dealing with an injury at this point. Noah Spence was a street free agent last year who's on the practice squad. So can can Gunter get ahead of those guys? You know, seventh round pick in Wyatt Hubert last year, another street free agent in Raymond Johnson the third. Can Jeff Gunter establish that he is or isn't ahead of those guys based on his productivity in what I assume will be extended run in this preseason game? Will we see much from Tyler Shelvin staying on the defensive line? Fourth round pick last year, and another previous year draft pick we'll talk about in just a minute but Shelvin's the guy that they've been easing back in after he's been dealing with an injury I think that he in some ways is, is really fighting for a roster spot himself because they still need to see mm -hmm. more from him they need to see him play at a much more consistent level and and beyond that the one that I think many of us are sorry do you want to hit on Shelvin before we yeah well we Zach Taylor talked Mm -hmm. And it was not a ringing it endorsement. Great. It was – here's the thing, is when a coach brings up, ah, he's injured, and so we don't have a full evaluation, that's one thing, right? And he's not necessarily wrong. He battled that wrist this offseason, but he is practicing. And two, he's playing Friday. Mm -hmm. it's a, so, so if he's saying, oh, he's injured, we don't have the full evaluation, but he's playing, 
But guess what? Injured guys, they don't play. So he might be dealing with a little something, but he's going to play. And so, yeah, he's he's got a lot of work to do. I I, I think Tyler Shelvin's going to have to show something on Friday night. I'm sure he knows it in the Bengals coaching staff. When, when Zach says that, it's one of yeah. those things where it's like, all right, let's see what he's got. So I Taylor agree. generally very effusive in praise for his players. And and when you don't get that for a guy like Tyler Shelvin, mm-hmm. it, it does ring some alarm bells, I guess, a little bit for those of us that pay close attention to the way Taylor talks about his players. The last guy on the defensive side of the ball, and we could talk about Alan George, Delonte Hood, and some of these depth corners. Could talk about the depth at linebacker because there is a competition there as well. But Joseph Osai is going to play a little bit in this game. Sounds like his snaps will be somewhat guarded. Uh, as they're working him back slowly from injury. But talk about an anticipated second preseason debut for a guy that could be a real havoc creator, a real, you know, mid-round defensive lineman of the future in in Joseph Osai, much like the hopes are for Zach Carter. But we've seen it from Osai. We've seen him sack Tom Brady. And can he build on that? Can he continue to show those flashes and be really disruptive again against the backup of the backups? for the Arizona Cardinals, but that's not all. They're specialists to talk about. I want to talk about these tight ends a little bit as well. Kendrick Pryor, Kwame Lasseter, maybe specialists, but wide receivers as well. We'll finish up the show with the offense and these specialist battles that will continue in the preseason. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Well, yeah, we got to talk about the specialists, but you mentioned wide receiver, and so you know where I'm going, man. A little wide receiver action. Kwame Lasseter, um, let's be honest here. Number 18, wearing, you know, is kind of a, a sacred number was a sacred number for quite some time here among, amongst Bengals fans and, and among the Bengals with, with AJ Green and it's kind of funny because I think Kwame Lasseter might put on a show against the the former number 18 here in Cincinnati even though AJ Green not going to play on Friday night still quite quite interesting if he's on the sidelines watching a new 18 do work and it, look we've seen Kwame Lasseter kind of play on all three uh, you, you know, different teams. He's been on the first team at time with, with the first team offense, second team, third team, and he's made plays throughout. Frustrated Eli Apple on Wednesday. Does that translate? Is this guy making plays? Is Jake Browning finding him over the middle? Is Brandon Allen connecting with him early? I, I think Lasseter is going to get a ton of reps. I think Kendrick Pryor uh, is another guy. Number 19, Auden Tate's old number for those wondering. Uh, he's flashed over the past week or so, seems to make a couple plays every single day. Those are two guys I got my eye on that could uh, really push here for a roster spot. Now, special teams matters. Will 
Lassiter be a, a quality punt returner. He'll probably get some reps there. That matters a ton. But I, I am curious to see if it translates on offense for these guys because if they make some plays, it could really force the Bengals' hand here um, with a successful preseason starting on Friday night. Yeah, and we should mention Trent Irwin and Trent Taylor here. Taylor was valuable for the Bengals last year. Even though he wasn't on the 53-man, he was still a valuable player. He was a valuable punt returner when they needed stability at that spot. He converted a two-point conversion when they needed it. Trent Irwin helped them beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in week four and was a preseason star, really. Mm-hmm. Like the guy can made plays last year in training camp in the preseason seemed like every day, every game. And so probably shouldn't forget about him. A little bit of old news going on in Lasseter and Pryor probably having a better camp, but Trent Taylor, Trent Irwin, a little bit more established in both of those guys. And we'll see how many receivers the Bengals choose to keep because then it could get really interesting with guys like Kendrick Pryor and Kwame Lasseter pushing the back end of the roster. We should probably mention Puka Williams as well, who will be out there probably returning some sort of kicks at some point in this game and see how he has developed at wide receiver, changing positions and trying to define and carve out a role for himself in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Puka. And here's the thing with, with Lassiter and Pryor, Trent Taylor's on the team. If they had to make a decision today, he's on the team. And so that's why I don't necessarily include him. He guaranteed, 100%. Has the trust at punt returner, uh, showed enough at receiver when they needed him last year. I think without a doubt he'd make the team today. Can they unseat him? And, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll play. There's no doubt he'll play on, on Friday night. But can they do enough to, to unseat him, it's specifically Lasseter because of that punt returner role? That's a question. I'll say this about Trent Irwin. He's not full go yet. You know, he's still okay. coming back, not 100%. But in one-on-ones, the dude puts guys in a blender. He's beat Eli Apple. He's beat Cam Taylor-Britt. He's, he hasn't gone against Cheeto, I don't believe. But he's uh, he is good at one on one. So and no, I, I'm not sleeping on him at all. It's just I, I think they almost have five locks. The big three: Mike Thomas and, and Stanley Morgan Jr. Not necessarily in that order. And then you have one to two spots. Mm-hmm. I think Trent Taylor has one of those right now. What else happens here? And so I, I think that you're right. You, you got Trent Irwin, Trent Taylor, Lassiter, Pryor. Now we're at nine. And at max, you have seven spots. Who pushes for those final two spots? And I'm not saying that Mike Thomas or Stanley Morgan Jr. couldn't get unseated. Anything's possible. I would just be – I think there's a 99.9999999% chance that both guys are on the 53-man roster. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I, I would feel pretty comfortable saying at least Stanley Morgan Jr., if not also Mike Thomas, are pretty, pretty, pretty much the- locked in. The only reason it's not 100% is because last year Mike Thomas was cut for a day because they right. were doing some roster sure. maneuvering. So sure. I, I had to cover my bases there a little good. bit. Good good, hedge. Good hedge. <laughs> but, but Stanley Morgan Jr., like some of these guys, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how much they even play with Zach trying to protect some of his big contributors and his starters. Like Stanley Morgan Jr., they probably have a pretty clear vision for his role on offense. Yeah. I know Jamar Chase doesn't want to come off the field. T. Higgins coming off two years, really, of being injured. I think that Stanley Morgan Jr. is is really seen as a valuable player for this team. He's going to play on special teams as well, but it'll be interesting to see how much he plays. Without Drew Sample playing, it's going to be Mitchell Wilcox and Thaddeus Moss, I assume, for the entire first half. I I don't think we'll see Hayden Hurst. He's not established, quote-unquote, but, I mean, he's certainly entrenched, I would say, at this point. 
as a starter. And and so Thad Moss and Mitch Wilcox will have a chance to show which of them can do some of that Drew Sample role. Who's better as an H-back? Who's better as a run blocker? Who can still contribute a little bit in the passing game when they need to? And I think Bengals fans probably have been eager to see Thad Moss for a while. We, we haven't seen a whole lot of Thad Moss in, in game action, so getting a chance to see him in game action will be pretty exciting as well. And and honestly, for those guys, probably a lot comes down to special teams. But mm-hmm. if they can distinguish themselves on the offensive side of the ball as well, that that doesn't hurt their chances. Certainly doesn't hurt their chances. Let's go to those special teams spots, James. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about these guys more so as camp has gone on. Cal Adamitis, Clark Harris, Drew Christman, Kevin Huber. My eyes personally are on the punters. And, you know, I joked about this the other day. They they can have quite a bit of opportunity in the preseason to show their craft. And is Drew Crispin that much better at punting than Kevin Huber? Because it certainly sounds like in practices, holding has been essentially a wash. And so if that translates to a game and there's a significant difference in punting, that could make things very interesting. Well, then it's Drew Christman's job, honestly. I mean, wh- how could you not pick him? Because if he's better at punting and it's it's pretty equal holding-wise, and so far it has been, and that's what's interesting about this, is does that translate now? Because you had the most clutch kicker in the NFL last season, and that's just the reality of what McPherson was. You can't disrupt that. Now, maybe Drew Christman and Cal Adamitis, that combination, or Clark Harris or in uh, – in, in, Drew Chrisman, maybe that's just as good or, or better. Maybe it helps Evan even more. And, and the communication is going to be there. And not, now you get younger uh, in that room. Who knows? But I think we're going to see all the different combinations. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Clark Harris. And from a holding standpoint, Clark Harris as a, the long snapper and then Drew Chrisman as the holder on the first kick of the game. And then you flip it and go young at long snapper with Cal Adamitis and Kevin Huber as the holder, and really experiment, alternate. I think the alternate punting-wise as well. And um, it's going to be fun. Look, that's usually the boring part of the game. You're not going to be able to blink then. You're not going to be able to get up and go to the fridge yet, ladies and gentlemen, because, uh, well, that's a big part of this preseason battle, of this training camp battle, is what happens at long snapper, which I agree with you, Jake. I think Clark Harris has the edge as of now. And what happens at punter, where I think it's very open. And, and mm-hmm. what I've seen from Drew Christman in recent days, wouldn't be shocked at all if he really makes a push for that job. Exciting times for specialist fans. Yeah, baby. Kicking yeah, fans. Baby. We, I mean, we teased this before training camp even started. In our training yeah. camp preview we talked about, we're going to have our stopwatches out. I saw, I, I think it was uh, Trags had a four-plus-second hang time on a on a Drew Christman punt after uh, the day after we were talking about him booming some significantly longer punts than Kevin Huber was hitting, but consistency, consistency is going to be very important as well. And so we'll see how that plays out in real game situations because there have been a number of studies done that say when, when the stakes are real, when, when the stakes are higher, specialists perform worse, specifically kickers Mm -hmm. uh, perform worse in the clutch. There, there is no such thing as clutch kickers, according to a study by, I think it was PFF Moo. He found something like, uh, and this is pretty tangential at this point, but he found something like kickers only get worse in the clutch 
unless they're Justin Tucker, and then he's fine. But uh, even Evan McPherson, his findings suggest it got worse in the clutch, and I'd be curious to know the methodology because it felt like McPherson was really clutch for the Bengals last year, and we expect that to continue anyway. Got worse in the clutch. I mean, according to the study, so that's why I'm curious about the methodology. Whatever. In the playoffs, he wasn't bad in the clutch. No. So, no, he wasn't. I don't know how he got worse. I mean, for week five, he was bad in the clutch. And then after that, maybe, maybe all it takes is missing one kick, one clutch kick right? or something. Yeah. Like that's yeah. why I would need to see the methodology. But anyway, plenty to watch for is, is the bottom line here. I think uh, this is, you know, for, for an established team, still plenty of really exciting things james as, as we get to preseason game one yay or nay on kickers getting walkout music when they're trying to kick the game-winning field goal because evan mcpherson went on nfl network and was in favor of it really and so so yay or nay i say yay i think that'd be yeah. really cool now be, i mean if you miss it, the kick though like that's kind of brutal after the walkout music for sure i get but it's like if you strike out in baseball right after yeah. having a really cool but they do it you know, every plate appearance in baseball but, uh to end the game but his his song choice, the little Eminem without me, which came <laughs> out when Evan McPherson was probably like three or two. Have have you looked this up? So no, not, not that. Uh, I I haven't looked up what what year or what age he was. No, without me, two thousand nine. Does that sound right? No, without me, no. Or That's where the official music video was published. We'll have to do some research and get back to you there. Evan McPherson, born in 1999. Anyway, we better get out of here, James. Plenty to watch for in 2002. So he was one. three. 2002. All right. Published to YouTube in 2009, apparently. There you go. Music that makes video. sense. Yeah, YouTube was new then. Yeah. And now we're on it. So subscribe. <laughs> We'll be back after preseason game one with takeaways and instant reactions. So stick around or check out the channel for that. Hit the subscribe button. As James said, hit the follow button. You'll get that delivered to your, to your device automatically. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.